If you have your Bibles, turn to John chapter 6, verse 12 through 15. And it reads, when they were filled, he told his disciples, collect the fragments that remain that nothing may be lost. So they collected them and filled 12 baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. When those men saw the sign which he had done, they then said, this is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. Therefore, knowing that they would come and take him by force to make him king, Jesus departed again to a mountain by himself alone. All right, let's go to Psalm 75. Psalm 75, we'll begin reading at verse 6, and it says, For promotion cometh neither from the east nor the west nor the south, but God is the judge. He putteth down one and setteth up another. He setteth up another. If we remember uh, one of the temptations that Jesus had, uh, the enemy the word of God says showed Jesus all the kingdoms of this world in a moment of time and said, I'll give all of this to you if you fall down and just worship me. That was a temptation. What do you mean it was a temptation? Well, it was a temptation because Jesus knew that he was destined to rule the world. This was a temptation. OK, think about it. It's not a sin to be tempted. It's only a sin if you fall to the temptation. This was a temptation for Jesus. The enemy was trying to give Jesus a shortcut, a way to avoid the cross, if you will, another plan. Just like just like Satan tried to do to us. He does that to us today. He'll try to give you a shortcut instead of following God's plan. That was promotion that I would say would come from the south. In other words, this was a temptation the Satan was trying to tempt Jesus to promote himself. Well, in this passage of scripture, the people were trying to promote Jesus. Think about it for a moment. Anytime anyone has the ability to multiply food, they will make him the king or anything else you, you want to be. They saw that Jesus had the ability to multiply the food. They were, the word God said they were going to go and make him and take him, make him king by force. Once again, this represents promotion that comes from people. And by the way, the title of this sermon is stay with the plan. Beware of promotion that comes from people. Beware of promotion that comes from people. Now, oftentimes this type of promotion is deceptive. It's deceptive, deceptive because it's not coming from you. See, we all know that if, if I'm trying to do something to get promoted, if I'm trying to rub shoulders with someone, if I'm trying to do favors with someone to get promoted, yeah, that is, promotion is coming from me. But what if you have nothing to do with it? You have nothing to do with this promotion. The people coming to you trying to promote you. Well, that's also from the enemy. Remember the scripture that says that Promotion doesn't come from the east or the west. That represents promotion that comes from people or your peers or your colleagues. It comes from them. They're trying to promote you. But guess what? It's still from the enemy. 
when the enemy was trying to get tempt Jesus to to uh, bow down and worship him. It's the same temptation where the people was going to force to make him king. It's just wrapped in a different package. It's the same type of promotion. Why? Because neither of those promotion came from God. So if the, if the promotion does not come from God, it automatically comes from the enemy. It automatically comes from the enemy. And we already know that the enemy only comes to steal, kill, and to, to destroy. Take him by force or make him king. Promotion that comes from the east and the west. Now, I'm not trying to make a Bible doctrine out of this. So I'm just using this for teaching purposes. Now, there's a couple of things we need to look at this. When someone is trying to promote you, when someone else is trying to promote you and it's not God or God is not in this, always beware that one, there's some type of selfish gain. See, people are not trying to promote you just because you're great. Oftentimes, there's some type of selfish gain. Perhaps if they promote you, you're going to allow them to do whatever it is that they want to do. It's for selfish gain. There's another aspect of this the promotion that comes from the east or west or the promotion that comes from people. For them to do this, to promote you, they always have to take down the present establishment or the present authority. They have to the person who's in that office or in that position, they always have to do something to connive or to get that person out of position. That's a different aspect. There's another, there's something else we need to look at. When promotion comes from people, it's Satan's kingdom. And in Satan's kingdom, someone always have to lose. Someone always have to suffer. I mean, think about it. Enemy can't bless you. He can only take out someone. That's the nature of him. He's going to take out someone. All right. The other thing, there's another aspect. This promotion is attractive to you. It's something that you want, although you may not be causing this type of promotion, but it's something that you want. And let me tell you something. Anytime that the enemy is involved, I don't care if there's a little bit for a greater good is always evil. It's always evil and it will not go well for you. Now, let me give you a couple of examples of this. Promotion that come from people. Uh, I heard uh, there's a great man of God by the name of Ivy Hilliard, and he gives his testimony. He says when he was a young, a young preacher, he sat up under this older preacher and he this older preacher was responsible for helping him and developing him as a preacher. And he said that he was a gifted preacher. He said, well, something happened with the older the pastor. He was old, up in age and and his health was failing him. And so um, he couldn't make it to church on Sunday. So they asked Ivy Hilliard to to preach in his stead. And and the people really liked him. Once again, he was a gifted preacher. And so it's months went by and eventually the people wanted to set the old pastor down and make Ivy Hilliard the new pastor. Well, the word got back to uh, either either the pastor or the old deacon. But either way, they both went to Ivy Hilliard in private. They said, young man, Always remember this. If you make a blessing, you got to keep a blessing. But if you allow God to promote you, then you have to worry about it. He's going to bless you. 
He is going to bless you. What was he saying? If you allow the people to promote you, you're going to be at the will of the people. But if you allow God to do it, if you do things the right way, you don't have to worry about it. God is going to endorse you and empower you because he's the one who set you up there. Remember, the word God said is God who promoted. God will set you up and you'll be backed in the authority and the power of God. Remember, let me say it this way, a different aspect. Now, could you imagine how that would have hurt the, the old pastor who poured into Ivy Hilliard? If he went behind his back and made and the people made him the pastor of that church. You know, once again, when the enemy does something, it's it's always some evil into it. No matter if it looked like it's for the greater good. And it's always when evil is in the mix, even if it's a little bit well, the scripture says it this way, a little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. The whole thing is corrupted. When you take uh, promotion that comes from people. You forfeit, you always forfeit the blessing that God has for you. You always forfeit the blessing that God has for you. You are settling. Now, I'm reminded of, of a man named Tara. How many of y'all have heard of Tara? Probably not many. Well, Tara was Abraham's father. And it's interesting, if you read in Genesis chapter 11, it talks about how uh, Tara was on his way. He took his family and was on his way to Canaan. On his way to Canaan. But he settled in a place called Haran. Now, Haran was a place where it was kind of the, 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 the connector place or, or the place where all the crossroads met. It was a great marketplace and it was comfortable there. But he was destined to go to Canaan. Well, the word of God says he settled there in Haran and he died there in Haran at the end of chap Genesis chapter 11. And then the story picks up at the first verse in Genesis chapter 12 with Abraham. God introducing himself to Abraham. Isn't it interesting that you no longer hear of Abraham's father, Terah? Could it be that Terah was first destined to be the father of our faith? But because he settled, he did not meet or get to the place of Canaan. Abraham ended up taking up the journey and going to Canaan. And God, where a place where God showed him. Now, so this is an example of one of the examples of when people promote you. And I'm giving you another example. Now, this is sad, but this is a true story. And it happened right there in the church. There was a woman um, where she was married and her sister was married. But this woman, we're going to call her um, Joan for today. Joan was married and had a husband. But Joan liked her sister's husband. Now, this is a true story. It happened right in the church. Well, Joan divorced her husband and somehow, to my understanding, seduced her sister's husband, went after him. And all I know in the church, this woman was, was known as the woman who took her, her sister's husband. Now, you may ask the question, how could this happen? How could this happen in the middle of the church? Well, understand when the 
pastor is dibbling and dabbling, when he's not living the life he should be living, it's hard pressed for him to check anyone else. Understand this. It is the enemy. He loves to weaken the power of the or the authority of the pastor by always trying to get him to compromise. When he can get the pastors to compromise, they're going to have a hard time preaching on certain things, meaning that this stuff can happen right there in the church. And if he does preach on those things or if she does preach on those things because the people know that they're dibbling and dabbling, they'll have no power and authority in that thing. People look at them and say, oh, honey, amen, and, and won't, it won't mean a thing because the only thing they're going to be thinking, you're doing it. That's why it's so important as a pastor to live right, live a, a, a life that's holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Don't be conformed to the world. The enemy always has these plans so you can ruin or he can limit your authority that you have in the church. So let's get back to the story. Because the pastor was not living a life, the full life of Christ, perhaps as he should. This happened right there in the church. This woman took her sister's husband. They married and they produced a child. Well, Years later, you would think that they got away with it. You would think that this lady got away with. It. Now, this is a true story. Years later, fast forward. I mean, years later, they're at a different church. Well, this and this this lady was invited in, into this church to be a guest speaker. And in the middle of her message, she stopped and she looked at Joan and said right there in front of everyone. Because you took your sister's husband, you did not repent. You're not going to be here long. And you all know what? This woman got sick and about six months later, she passed. Now, I know you think about no, 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 no. That'll never happen. That'll never happen. That wasn't God. But, but now, wait a minute. If we look at Revelations chapter two, Jesus is talking to John, the revelator about the church of Thyatira. And it talks about he, he says, you allowed that woman Jezebel talking about the leadership. They allowed the woman Jezebel to seduce the people in the church. She called herself a so-called prophetess and the teacher and seduced the men in the church to do wrong. Jesus was correcting them. And, the, and he said that, listen, those children, her children, they're going to and they're going to be fall into a bed of sickness because they did not repent. You are we talking about something that happened in the church. So this thing that happened to her, we can see it in the scripture. Remember, I'll give you another one. Remember Ananias and Sapphira, because I, I know a lot of people there were in this age of grace and we are in the dispensation of grace. But let me tell you something. Remember, when they lied to the Holy Spirit, they dropped down dead. Him and his wife. We're talking about the New Testament. We're talking about in Acts. This woman stole her sister's husband. Stole her sister's husband. You don't think this was a form of deceitfulness. Now, I know you're thinking, well, what happened to the man? That's not fair. This happened to the man. Well, it looked like the, the man got away scot-free. No, that's not true. 
Think about it. When this woman died, can you think about the funeral? Can you imagine what that funeral was like? They produced this child together. His ex-wife is this woman's sister. Can you imagine the questions, the, the answers he have to give to his child about what happened to mama? And how can you explain that my aunt or your aunt is actually my, also my ex-wife? That's confusion. You remember this in First Corinthians? Uh, Paul was talking to the Corinthian church about the man who took his father's uh, his stepmother, his father's wife. Do you remember the story in the story? We really hear a very little about the woman, but everything about the man. What am I saying? You got to let things be. We don't know all what happened. Now, let me say this. Both parties are guilty, but. Looking at this situation in first Corinthians, it looked like that that the man's son looked like he had the more of the ownership in this situation. Now, we don't know how it happened or what happened. Just like this situation. We don't know. Only thing I know is this woman who took her sister's husband. But I'm just saying this. Be very careful about judging this because you don't know. And I'll say it again. No one wants to be in that man's shoes. You got to bury your wife. But you got to see your ex-wife, which is your sister's or your wife's sister. That's a very uncomfortable situation to be in. Amen. Now, how do we deal with this? And by the way, this is promotion, ungodly promotion that come from people. What do you mean? Well, marriage is a type of promotion, but this was an ungodly marriage. This was not a, a marriage ordained by God, but this promotion was given was 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 he was promoted by people. Promotion came. We're talking about promotion that comes from people. Now, let's go on. How do we deal with this? Well, in the story, the word of God says Jesus got alone by himself on the mountain. What did he do to pray? He went on that mountain, and prayed. What was he doing? Asking the father what he should do about the situation. Well, God, well, the father gave him an answer. He went and, and preached this famous sermon. Now, the word of God said the people were looking for him. They were looking for him and they found him. But he preached this famous sermon called eat my uh, eat my flesh and drink my blood. Well, he began to preach this to the people and the people. They, they now remember they wanted to, to take him, seize him and make him king. But when he began to preach that sermon. The people, they were trying to work with him for a while, but there's a problem. The people were only the people were looking at him from the from the carnal or the flesh. They did not perceive the sermon in by the spirit of God. So they literally was thinking that he was talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood. And the people saying, well, this is a hard saying. How can this be? And the word of God says that day, many of his disciples turned away. Jesus even asked his own, the 12 disciples, he said, hey, y'all want to leave too? He basically opened the door for them. If y'all want to go, you can go now. You can go also. But Peter replied, said, where are we going to go? Because you have the words of eternal life. Now, let me say this. Many times you don't have to do anything. When the promotion comes from people, you don't have to do anything. All they have to do is just do nothing. The people will make you king or promote you to whatever position that it is that they want you to be. Do you remember the story about Ivy Hilliard? 
He didn't have to do anything. The people was going to vote him in. He didn't have to do a thing. Jesus didn't have to do anything. The people was going to make him king. When people try to promote you, you don't have to do anything. But you have all the responsibilities. Let me give you another story. Do you remember the story of Ahab and Nabal? Well, let me tell you the story. I believe it's found in 2 Kings. Uh, there was a garden next to Ahab's palace and uh, Nabal was the owner and it was a beautiful garden. And one day uh, Ahab said, man, I like your garden, man. Look, I will I will pay you for this garden. I'll give you even more than what it's worth or I'll give you a better garden somewhere else. But I mean, this this garden is right next to my palace. It's a nice garden. I would like it. Let's make a deal. Well, the man said, well, no, I can't do this because according to the scriptures or the laws, I can't sell my land to anyone. Now, you all know this is true. The word of God gave every family land when they went to the promised land. And and remember that uh, even if they were to work for someone else, if every 50 years, the land will be given back to them. Well, the man was was absolutely right. He could not give the king. It didn't matter if it was the king. Well, Ahab didn't like it. So Ahab went home pouting and crying on his bed. <laughs> this is not fair. And his wife Jezebel, she said, baby, honey, what's wrong? He said, neighbor tripping. Neighbor won't let me. Neighbor won't let me let me get his guard. I, I gave him even more money what it's worth. <laughs> this ain't right. I'm a king. I'm a king. Well, Jezebel said, oh, baby, don't worry about it. Dry your tears. I'm going to take care of it. Now, Ahab knew what type of wife he had. He could have stopped this, but he didn't. The word of God says Jezebel went out and got her two or three false witnesses because the word of God says out of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Well, she got two or three witnesses that claimed that they heard Nabal blaspheming God's name. And so in result, they killed and they stoned Nabal. After they stoned Nabal, Jezebel told Ahab what happened. Hey, there's your garden. Go ahead and take it. And the word of God says, see, let me tell you something. When promotion comes from people, a lot of times it's short lived. Remember when I said, when you take those deals, you'll never receive the plan of God or the promotion from God or the plan that God has for you. You took the short route. So the word of God says one day, while Ahab was in Nabal's garden, he just happy, chipper, looking at his garden. It's right next to his, his palace. And he's walking through the garden and just enjoying the garden. The word of God said, Elijah shows up and basically says, Ahab, this thing that you did to Nabal was not right. And basically how Nabal died, you're going to die. Basically gave Ahab his death sentence. What am I saying? When people try to promote you and make you the leader, listen to me well. You have the power to stop it. That I, I, I didn't know what happened. They just did this to me. I have nothing to do with it. Yeah, you're right. You, didn't have any, you have very little to do with it. But guess what? You also have the power to stop it. Because if you don't stop this, you'll be promoted. Now, remember, it's what you like. It's what you want. But guess what? It, you will not you will not uh, achieve or be able to even work the plans or experience the plans that God has for you. You forfeit 
the plans that God has for you. And you know what? You will not be happy. You will not be happy. Beware of promotion that comes from people. It is from the enemy. It is deceptive because it looks like it's it looks like it's from God, but it's not because you're looking at I'm not doing this, but I'm telling you, it's a trick from the enemy. The enemy only comes to steal, kill and destroy. And remember, the people that promote you like that, they control you. You will not be backed by the by the power of God. You'll be out there. You'll be backed by the power of the people. So when the people say you got to do something, you'll have to do it. Now, let me say this. This also holds true in the public office. Sometimes because you have a good name, people will try to they see you have a good name. A certain interest group will try to get you to run for certain office. They'll tell you, hey, man, because you're a good person. Look here. Um, we want to back you. We're going to fund your, your campaign. We're going to do this for you. We just want to promote you because you're a good person. But they're only doing this for you because they want you to be a pawn for them. They want you to really to work for them. Beware of this. If if God didn't tell you to run for public office, don't you run because someone else told you need to run or a special interest group told or suggested that you run. It's a trick. It's a trick. Remember, it should be something that God has already told you. It should bear witness with your spirit, not your ego. Think about this for a moment. They will control you. Yes, they want you. You know why? Because you got a clean name. You have a clean name. You have a good image. It's not tarnished. But guess what? If you do it, they're going to tarnish you. Beware of promotion that comes from people. Only accept promotion that comes from God. Amen. Give God a hand clap of praise.